Welcome to the launch of the channel of The Wisdom of Anna. Look for the link below the video and make sure to follow for future podcasts. This, the link below this video is going to direct you to your favorite podcast listening studio, which is including right now Spotify and Google Podcast. And we're still trying to get the um, Apple one up. Hopefully it'll be up soon. But once you open the podcast link, you want to scroll over to either the Spotify or the Google button for now. And once the Apple comes up, you can scroll over to that one as well. And if you're not already listening on one of these platforms, go and sign up. And you might also, just um, an FYI, you might need to adjust your volume button because I know when I'm watching them the and I turn them on, my volume button is automatically muted. So make sure you adjust your your uh, volume button if it isn't on, already on just make sure go over there sign up for your favorite platform and look for the channel anna and meanwhile i want to give a huge thank you to kendrick k and jesus v and kc global productions this month for your donations and please note PayPal has permanently suspended my account because of my content. So if you're inclined to donate, you may do so by either donating to this alternate account, and I'll have that listed in the description box, but it's an alternate alternate PayPal link, which for right now I can use it. It's PatriotUSA471 at gmail.com. And if you use Zelle Pay, you can also go to ZellPay.com, which is Z-E-L-L-E Pay. And um, my email address for paying, um, the, donating to Zelle Pay is PurdueAnna at Yahoo.com. And that's P-E-R-D-U-E-A-N-N-A. And that will also be in the description box. So let's go ahead and get started. So these are some interesting comments. I found it was on a post that was put out on aimfortruth.com. But let me know what you think. Um, in the comments. But the article on AIM is titled, Exposed All the Queen's Agents and Corporations that Control the World. And it is an expose on how the Crown has continued control of America under the Corporation of the United States since the Revolutionary War. Well, in response to that article, Robert seemed to disagree, and he wrote this. And he wrote, We have always operated under the Magna Carta, and we still do. To bring it all forward to the present day, we are once again facing a situation in which British guile is being used to try to deceive us into submitting to them. They abused the powers we delegated to them and used our patent office to patent all the territorial and municipal governments in the world, with a few exceptions. And that, in turn, resulted in all the corporations that were chartered by those territorial state-of-state and municipal governments being chartered by us, not the Queen of England, who was only acting under our delegated power. Recently, the vermin outsmarted themselves with the result that all the delegated powers returned to the delegator, the United States of America, unincorporated, and we, not the Queen, not only now own, which we always technically did, but are we are free to operate all those corporations. And all the elitist Brits can do, think to do, is try to lie their way out of it and rewrite and 
<laughs> obfuscate is history all over again. The territorial United States was controlled by the British government as a base of operations for their duties, providing us and our states with essential government services. But as you should all have cause to know, Puerto Ricans and people from Guam do not have the same citizenship or nationality as the rest of us. So we are not under British control, and now the delegated powers have returned to the United States of America, unincorporated. Neither are the territorial or municipal citizens bound to Britain. But then, uh, someone with the handle, Our Spirit, responded to Robert and said this, Until SES is closed down, Serco has no government contracts. The Crown agents are sent back to London. The UN OPIC, OPIC USAID are defunded. The Brits are still running the country. So in other words, the Brit- British are still running the country through the SES, UN, OPEC, and USAID. So my question on this matter is, did the British Crown use the Jimmy Carter SES created in 1979 under the Civil Service Reform Act to hand the United States of America to Great Britain on a silver platter? In a piece written by Stephen Kimball Ames titled, Great Britain owns USA. We learn Queen Elizabeth controls and amended our U.S. Social Security July 22, 1997, as written. Now, therefore, Her Majesty, in pursuance of Section 179-1A and 2 of the Social Security Administration Act of 1992, and all other powers enabling her in that behalf, is pleased by and with advice of her Privy Council to order, and it is hereby ordered as follows. The order may be cited as the Social Security United States of America Order 1997 and shall come into force on 1st of September 1997. And you can find this, what I just read. You can find this legislation from the Queen on their website. You can go to legislation.gov.uk backspace USKI backspace 1997 backspace 1778. And the link will be within the body of the script at um, on my webpage as well at annapurdue.com. This article was found at Americans for Innovation titled, the shadow government uses SES, Serco, and OPIC as portals into horrific corruption, tells a harrowing story. These lawyers, bankers, academics, journalists, bureaucrats, and self-styled elitists sponge off the actual wealth creation of hardworking Americans via the SES, the OPIC, Lockheed Martin, Crown Agents, Serco, USAID, in pursuit of the seven deadly sins. Americans for Innovation began this investigation in 2012 to try and understand why the U.S. Supreme Court failed to protect leader technology's revolutionary invention of social networking, even after leader proved that Facebook infringed their patent on 11 of 11 claims. 
What was discovered is a labyrinth of organized sin and corruption that permeates practically every institution in our planet. Besides watching the leader versus Facebook court ignore well-settled precedent so they could protect Facebook, the judges themselves held volumes of Facebook financial interest. By the way, Judges are expressly prohibited by their sworn code of conduct from engaging in such immoral and illegal activity. They are prohibited from holding even one share by a spouse in a litigant. The games that our judges, politicians, and bureaucrats are currently playing by hiding their financial holdings and large corporate litigants behind conspiring mutual funds is just obscene. This corrupt practice began in earnest after a judicial conference in March of 2001, six months before the infamous September event and the theft of leaders' social networking invention without public hearing or debate. This can be referred to as the Great Mutual Fund Scam. These corrupt judges and clerk in Leader versus Facebook, who each failed to disqualify himself and herself due to his or her substantial holdings in Facebook financial interest. Here's the list of corrupt judges and clerk. Leonard P. Stark, Delaware. Randall R. Rader. Federal Circuit, Alan D. Lorry, Federal Circuit, Kimberly A. Moore, Federal Circuit, Evan J. Wallach, Federal Circuit, Jan Horbally, Federal Circuit, John G. Roberts, Jr., Supreme Court, and Thomas G. Hungar of Gibson Dunn, LLP. Each person gained great wealth from the Facebook initial public offering in 2012. This is without even knowing the extent of their offshore accounts. They also failed to disclose their intimate relationship with Facebook's appeal attorney, Thomas G. Hunger of Gibson Dunn, LLP. The initial scratching at the surface of this injustice to leader technologies has now given way to bulldozers and dump trucks. Honest citizens of the world cannot allow these corruptors to succeed. Note, a copy of this crime line was sent to former Senator Jeff Sessions. Hmm, did he do anything with it? Leader Technology shareholders asked former President Trump to pay them for the 18-year theft of their social networking invention by the federal government and our rogue Silicon Valley technology community. They filed Miller Act notices at the White House and proposed a remarkable non-tax $500 billion new revenue source and a win-win fix for the horrific problems that this theft has caused. What is the connection with Leader Technology's social networking invention? These corruptors stole it because they knew it would speed up their takeover of the American Republic. They appear to have been right about that. Social networking appeared almost overnight like a phoenix via the IBM Eclipse Foundation in early 2004, once leader technologies had finished debugging their source code. Once we proved the immediate evidence of the leader versus Facebook corruption, 
The investigators widened their lens aperture to look at who and what was behind these people's choices to be so corrupt. In summary, the following organizations came into focus. Senior Executive Service, or SES. Overseas Private Investment Corporation, or OPIC. Serco, USAID, Crown Agents, and Lockheed Martin. We knew a little bit about Lockheed and USAID, but nothing about SES, OPEC, Serco, or the Crown Agents. Considering that these organizations move hundreds of billions of dollars of American tax money around the planet, why are they not in our civic consciousness? The MSM has been silent and has clearly failed to hold them accountable, as is their job. Now we know that this gaggle of criminals are the successors of the brown shirts for the deep state shadow government. They could cease tomorrow and the world would only improve. Wars would stop and a new era of human creativity could be unleashed. The SES, OPIC, USAID, Serco, the Crown Agents, and Lockheed Martin operate a borderless, corporatist, globalist economy where national sovereignties are obliterated. Flying the American flag upside down is an officially recognized signal of distress, not disrespect, and I think it's time we fly it that way. The Senior Executive Services includes over 8,000 Obama stay-behind senior federal employees and all agencies of the U.S. government. They openly state that they cannot be fired by the president, which means they are not accountable to our republic and have a law unto themselves. Former FBI Director James Comey's book speaks volumes. A higher loyalty, oh, I bet. Evidently, Mr. Comey believes his oath to serve America does not include its leaders if he decides to have a globalist agenda. His associations with Lockheed Martin and London-based HSBC clearly show that he leads a coup against American sovereignty. The Overseas Private Investment Corporation, OPEC, was formed on January 19, 1971, and an amendment to the Foreign Assistant Act of 1961. The act had previously formed the United States Agency for International Development, otherwise USAID, which is closely aligned with OPEC's seditious activity. OPEC is actually a corporation whose sole shareholder is the United States Secretary of State. The SES provides the executive staffing and leadership for OPEC. Note that the Crown agents in the UK adopted an identical organizational structure in 1995. Herein is the scandalous scamming of America. Through convoluted legal gobbledygook, OPIC as a company, and not a federal agency per se, is solely owned by the Secretary of State. OPEC is staffed by the SES, who state openly that they cannot be fired by the president and therefore, by direct interference, don't work for him. Even though the president appoints the Secretary of State their sole shareholder. As if this could not get more twisted, the Secretary of State is an SES member and technically cannot be fired by the president who works for We the People. 
This likely means that we, the people, have no control over SES or OPEC, even though we fund them both. The lawyers who wrote these laws and regulations and then protect these entities from FOIA transparency should be shot for this treasonous wordplay. OPEC is run by the SES according to the Plum Books from 1996, 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, and 2016, named after their purple title sheet and the Purple Revolution, perhaps. The 2016 Plum Books state clearly on page 218, since the documents intentionally fail to define the phrase independent regulatory commission, it can mean anything if challenged and must be assumed to mean all SES members. Whether narrowly or broadly defined, thousands of federal employees fall into this insulation from presidential authority. OPEC's 2017 Annual Management Report says they have provided $23.2 billion in benefits to recipients worldwide, all decisions made by the SES. Conclusion? SES OPEC have been a rogue outfit ever since the SES was formed in 1978. Thank you, Jimmy Carter. The more investigators dove into the seditious SES OPEC labyrinth, the deeper it went and the more convoluted it became. Circa was led by a British knight and the son of one. Both men have pledges, pledged oaths of loyalty to the British crown. They are Sir Roy Gardner and Rupert Soames, Order of the British Empire, and he's the son of Sir Nicholas Soames, who is, guess what, the grandson of Winston Churchill. So, Sir Roy Allen Gardner, he was born August the 20th, 1945, is a British businessman and chairman of Circo. He was knighted in 2002. He was also managing director of GEC Marconi Limited. And Rupert C. Soms, born May the 18th of 1959, is a British businessman and CEO of Circo. He was awarded an Order of the British Empire in 2010. He is the son of Sir Nicholas Soms and, of course, the grandson of Winston Churchill. British Oath of Allegiance to the Monarch. These men have pledged oaths of allegiance to the Queen substantially in this form. And this is the oath they take. I, and then their name, or so-and-so, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, her heirs and successors according to the law. So help me God. Some British citizens consulted. They've discounted this, this oath. But, and they say it's meaningless, but others don't. Others are saying, no, this is for real. And the point to be made here is less about opinions on royal orders and more about whether these men take seriously their oath to the Queen and God. It is certain that British courts consider these oaths to be legally binding. Since these are binding legal oaths, it is certain that they run Circo and its subsidiaries in America with loyalty to the Queen over the U.S. Constitution. 
These oaths are similar in principle to swearing to tell the truth, so help you God, before testifying in court. Serco is the biggest company in America that you have never heard of. Why? Why is a company that operates the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and over 58 air traffic control systems in the U.S. so obscured from the public consciousness? Serco Group, PLC, it is a British company with 10,000 employees and annual revenue of $5.9 billion. Serco runs the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Do you mean to tell me that the U.S. Patent Office is not capable of running itself without foreign help? American inventors, take note, you're screwed. (laughs) We could not believe this, but here it is. Serco's 2015 press release announcing its deal with a Obama. No reasonable person can view the giving away of a vital office to a foreign power as anything but sedition. This alone should get your blood boiling, but it gets much, much worse. Serco has contracts with the U.S. Army, Navy, Spa War, Intelligence, Air Force, Coast Guard, Marines, U.S. Border Patrol, as well as the Transportation and Commerce Departments. Serco operates our U.S. air traffic control towers. What? Isn't this a national security issue? Are Americans not capable of running their own airports? Serco has major contracts with the FCC, FTC, FAA, DOJ, DOS, DHS, ERO, ICE, GSA, prisons, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp., and they even run U.S. military boot camps. Serco runs major public works in Chicago, Colorado, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Georgia, all deep state shadow government globalist strongholds. Think about this. Georgia equals IBM. In short, we have ceded great swaths of U.S. infrastructure to this firing control. Many of the Serco contracts are the most lucrative imaginable. They are indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity contracts, stated so in the contracts, meaning they are blank checks for the Secret Executive Service. Thanks to Jimmy Carter. Here is just a partial list of those lucrative Circo General Services Administration contracts with numerous federal government agencies. What? Are not American companies worthy of such honeypot contracts? More likely, these contracts revealed that America's corporate borders were overrun long ago. Ask yourself, why are we giving our sovereignty to the United Kingdom? Serco's American subsidiary, SI International Incorporated, was founded and funded on October 14, 1998, by Chicago bankers with Frontenac Company principals Rodney L. Goldstein, formerly with Booz Allen Hamilton, and Jeremy H. Silverman, formerly with Bain & Company. Think Mitt Romney. 
SI International's officers included S. Bradford Antle, who, according to his Bloomberg biography, was still working for Lockheed Martin, where he was leading Lockheed Martin's Washington technical operations with 1,700 employees. Other officers came from the U.S. intelligence supplier, CACI, or Consolidated Analysis Center, Incorporated, and General R. Thomas Marsh came from the MITRE Corporation. Marsh is SES. On December 28, 2008, Circo Group UK bought SI International and renamed it Circo Incorporation, also known as Circo Services Incorporation, and appointed S. Bradford Antle its president. The Lockheed logo on this deal is evident. While Brad Antle was triple-timing employment among SI International, Serco, and Lockheed Martin during the years of 2005 to 2010, former FBI Director James Comey was general counsel at Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin officers James Comey and Bradford Antle were evidently orchestrated They were orchestrating the creation of SI International Incorporated in 1998 to acquire top-secret U.S. military contracts that were then sold in 2008 to Serco UK, who was a partner with Lockheed in AWE Management Limited UK, along with British Nuclear Fuels Limited, in which the British Crown has a golden share and 100% control. I'm going to explain this AWE shortly. This makes all of Lockheed's and Serco's U.S. contracts in an absolute conflict of interest for both British and U.S. interest. In short, both the American and British peoples have been sold out to these globalist transnationalism corporate entities. Now comes the very sad reality that both Antle and Comey sold out America to the British Crown via Lockheed Martin and Serco. There is possible proof of sedition among Lockheed Martin, Brad Antle, and Comey. On November the 10th, 1998, Atomic Weapons Establishment Management Limited, that I will be referring to for the sake of this podcast as AWE, was incorporated in the United Kingdom by two lawyers, who had one share each. This is a standard way lawyers start companies without involving the founders in order to handle the perfunctory formation paperwork, which usually gets amended later. On December 13, 1999, Serco Limited facilitated the updating of the stock to the real owner's British nuclear fuels. 50000 A shares, golden shares, controlled by the Crown. Lockheed Martin, 50,000 B shares. And Serco, 49,998 C shares. Remember, just a year earlier, on October 14, 1998, Lockheed's director, Brad Antle, had just started Serco's U.S. predecessor, SI International, in Chicago. 
Serco and Lockheed Martin hold two-thirds of the shares in AWE Management Limited, UK. AWE runs Britain's nuclear programs for weapons-grade materials. The other third of AWE shares is held by British Nuclear Fuels Limited. Most importantly, the Queen holds a golden share in AWE and its uranium mining mega supplier, Rio Tinto PLC, giving her ultimate control. The Queen's golden share in Rio Tinto was unauspiciously recorded by hand at Companies House London, UK on December 31st, 1999, page 8. And notice, when attorneys handwrite disclosures in this day, it's usually an intentional act to thwart search engines from being able to index the documents so it's more difficult to find. Take special note that it appears that Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation is handling Rio Tinto's corporate filings. Also note that this filing occurred just 18 days after the December 13, 1999 AWD Management Limited registration of shares for British Nuclear Fuels, Lockheed Martin, and Serco. Now, we see Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation involved in this brew. It should be noted again that former FBI Director Comey was chief counsel of Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation in 2013, being paid about $10 million for less than a year of employment. To make this circumstance even more unscrupulously confusing, the AWE Limited UK annual report on December 31st, 2016 actually says in very slimy lawyer parsing that the directors consider Lockheed Martin Corporation a company registered in the USA as the ultimate parrot undertaking and controlling entity. They did not mention the Queen's Golden Share that ultimately controls everything having to do with uranium and atomic weapons production in the UK. The Queen, via Rio Tinto, actually sells these companies' uranium ore to produce the nuclear fuel that is enriched in America. So... Did the AWE directors check with the Queen before making this deceptive statement? Did the Ernst and Young auditors include the slippery language to give the directors, officers, and Crown deniability about their duplicity? The latter seems most likely. The auditors probably slaved mightily over this obscution. Such material non-disclosures are likely criminal offenses, especially considering the grave national interest involving Britain's nuclear arsenal. If we are to believe the AWE directors, Lockheed Martin, controls the British nuclear program... If we are to believe British companies' house filings, the Queen controls the nuclear program by way of her golden shares, something is horribly wrong with this picture, especially when one adds the Uranium One, Clinton, Putin, Mueller fiasco in the mix. 
it appears more and more likely that Putin and the Crown were jockeying over control of global uranium mining rights. Rio Tinto versus Rosatom. The Clintons knew this, so they played the American card since the Queen's ore is enriched in the U.S. in Unis, New Mexico. The Queen holds a golden share, 100% control of Rio Tinto, that operates numerous mines in Canada. In this scenario, the Uranium One deal appears to have been the Clinton Foundation injecting themselves in the middle to get a piece of the financial action. The Kazakhstan deal was probably a sham, a cover, just leverage. Mueller was most likely used as a goat to show the quality of the Eunice, New Mexico processing of the Queen's ore. If the former is true, then British sovereignty over its national security has been ceded to Lockheed Martin. If the latter is true, then America's national security has been traded away by Lockheed Martin, who is managing multiple sets of national interests and is therefore sometimes acting against the United States in its dealing with the United Kingdom. Who are the common threads here? Former FBI Director Comey and former Lockheed Martin Director of Technical Operations in Washington, D.C., Brad Antle. It is important here to note Circo was founded in 1929 as RCA Services, a UK division of the Radio Corporation of America, and we remember it as RCA. In 1985, General Electric purchased RCA. Two years later, in 1987, the UK managers of RCA bought the RCA UK operations and changed the name to Circo, and that was in 1988. These events within Circo UK occurred right when Brad Antle worked for General Electric and probably facilitated the sale with the plan to eventually work for Lockheed um, through the... SI International and then have Circo UK buy in to the U.S. classified business via SI International. So more likely, the Queen controls the nuclear activities of both Lockheed Martin and Circo in Britain. This control then walks back to the U.S. via Enrico Limited UK. Urenco manages the U.S. nuclear enrichment plant in Eunice, New Mexico. Curiously, in their 2018 annual report, Urenco disguised their British one-third ownership by British Nuclear Fuels Limited and says instead that Enrichment Investment Limited is the holder. Further investigation shows that EIL is a mere shell front for British Nuclear Fuels Limited. Why the deception? Lockheed's influence over critical national security organizations on both sides of the Atlantic, including AWE, Serco, SES, and OPIC, are evident. However, these alliances fold back on each other. It appears that Lockheed Martin sold out the American Republic long ago. We, the people, just never got the memo. The U.S. government pays tens of billions of dollars a year to Crown agents. The USA, Washington, D.C., which is a vassal of the Queen of England. Why do we not hire Americans for this work? 
This is another example of the corporate borders having been dropped long ago. Hidden inside OPEC are many dozens of contracts with billions of dollars awarded to Citibank. This tie to Wall Street is evident, especially considering that Citibank was the first merged bank formed after Bill Clinton and Treasury Secretary Larry Summers with Facebook's Sheryl Sandberg in tow and abolished Glass-Steagall on November 12, 1999. In addition, OPEC funds hundreds, if not thousands, of U.S. aid projects that involve financing sent through the crown agents as the prime contractor or supplier to a prime contractor. For example, OPEC provided $100 million in funds and an impact award to Helios Investment Partners, a creation of the crown agents headquartered in London. Crown Agent Limited has only one shareholder, the Crown Agents Foundation. On July 19, 1995, the Crown Agents were privatized, meaning they became a stock company with a board of directors. The issuance of stock amounts and rights was in the complete control of the Crown Secretary of State, and he or she was bound by the Crown Agents Act of 1995. Here is proof that while privatization may sound like the Queen gave up control, she did not. The Crown simply channeled its authority through the Crown Secretary of State, who controlled the Crown Agent's privatized successor board of directors. Therefore, the Crown has 100% control of its subsidiary in the U.S. named Crown Agents USA, Washington, D.C. We should note that OPEC is similarly organized as a corporation with the U.S. Secretary of State as its sole shareholder. Also, seven days before Crown Agents was privatized on July 12, 1995, IBM purchased Lotus Corporation, whose collaboration software, Lotus Notes, was planned by the illegal public-private Highlands Forum and the Department of Defense Director of Net Assessment, an SES member since 1978, Andrew W. Marshall, to be the platform to be used by the deep state shadow government to control and spy on Internet communications. At the same time, Michael McKibben, who later founded Leader Technologies, was being told by AT&T Bell Labs engineers with whom he was working to create AT&T Access Plus 3.0 for Windows 95 that Lotus Notes probably could not be made to scale in large internet transaction volumes. All of the above shows the collusion among SES, OPEC, and the Crown agents. These caves lead us to the people and organizations who stole leader technology's social networking invention to promote their globalist one-world agenda. The rogue intelligence agency that starts with a C, interestingly headquartered in CERN, Switzerland, in collusion with Lockheed Martin, appear to be the intelligence arm of this globalist corporate takeover. The American Republic can survive this if we acknowledge what is going on and do something about it. Unless the Miller Act notice is funded, this criminality will continue. If 
And when this is done, they should write the Miller Act notice check to Leader Technologies for 18 years of unpaid use of their revolutionary social networking invention that has been hijacked to silence the world. If justice prevails, giving this technology back to the rightful owners will generate new cash streams to free up our economy from the globalist stranglehold. This will also empower leader technologies and other actually creative people in America to fix so much of what is wrong with our nation and the world. (laughs) 